Habana. <laughs> this fancy. I usually don't use mics because um, it's just not that deep to me, ever. All right, let's get this together. Whew. All right. <laughs> so I'm a just a little bit, just a little bit nervous. I mean, I've like sung with y'all. I've shared about some summer mint. No, that's not true. Some spring break <laughs> trips. <laughs> and just a little bit about what we do at Impact. But oh, this is a little different for me. Anyway, I'm here, you know. I just say this thing where I like, I just show up. People ask me to do stuff and I just do it. I don't know why I did that, because it's a setup. <laughs> don't be like me. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about myself. I'm a senior. Um, graduation is in a month, y'all. I cannot wait. <laughs> the Lord is faithful, okay? Um, but I, I'm studying psychology with a minor in interpersonal relations. So one teaches me how to understand people, and the other one teaches me how to talk to people. So it works really well together, because... Some of y'all crazy, okay? <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm originally from Schaumburg, Illinois. I'm from Chicago, but people be getting a little testy because I live in the suburbs now, so I need to say that. Um, but I'm from Schaumburg, Illinois. I have a twin sister. Um, fun fact, Muncie drivers expose a lot of my sin because <laughs> I don't know if it, there's any Muncie people in here. Um, I'm sorry if you feel offended, but it's true, okay? Um, I just don't know what happens on the roads here. I'm just like, so are we going to get there, or are you playing games in your car? I understand. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> so tonight, I'm going to talk about the relationship with the loss. Um, it's mostly about us, because we'd be lost, okay? It's hard to admit sometimes, me, I'm a Christian, and I get lost, Okay? So it's okay. Um, and this started because of Impact. So I started with the Impact Movement. It's pretty lit over there. Y'all hear them? It's fun, and now you know what I'm saying. It's good. <laughs> but um, so we were doing a, we did a relationship series where we just talked about all things relationships, from you and your boo to you and your cousins to the people on the street, um, and even for people that don't look like you. But we also talked about our hearts. Um, for God's heart for us and our relationship with him. And I got to talk about, um, yeah, our, the relationship with the loss, what that looks like for us, but ultimately what God's heart is for us um, when we're lost and for those who are still lost. And so I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to get into this. Lord, I just thank you for this day. God, I thank you for allowing us to gather here together, Lord, and to worship you um, and to just enjoy you um, and have have joy and community and fellowship, but I thank you just for being able to know you um, and to be in relationship with you and to be able to get into your word. Lord, I pray that you would touch every heart tonight. God, that it won't be me speaking, Lord, but it'll be you. God, I pray that you say everything that you need to say, God, and um, that you would move me out the way and make yourself very present. God, I pray just that all of us um, would just want to know you and desire to know you more. And in your precious son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. So before I do anything, I like to know, like, definitions because I just don't think we should be explaining things if we don't know what it really means. 
And so when I was like thinking about like, okay, lost, like we all know what it means to get lost. I'm sure we've gotten lost before. Um, but how does that relate to our spiritual life? And so I needed to understand um, what does the word lost mean? So I looked it up um, and these are the first two definitions which I usually take because I think they're the most important ones. Um, and it said, unable to find one's way and not knowing one's where, whereabouts. And then off track, off course, going around in circles. So I should have said this before I started, but so at Impact, we like talk to each other. Like this is our, this is our message. So like I need y'all to talk to me. I'm going to tell you when, but I just need you to respond. You can handle that? Yes. See, y'all learn fast. <laughs> okay, so just from these definitions and just a, knowing a little bit about our relationship with the Lord and our spiritual walk, how do you guys think we can become lost? That's good. You right. <laughs> Fear, other people. I'm so proud of y'all. All that is very true. We are so easily distracted. Um, we become distracted um, due to social media, just things in the world. Our need for, our basic needs sometimes can distract us um, from whatever God's leading us to do. Um, but they could guide us down paths that the Lord has not sent us on. And in that, we can become lost. Um, and so we begin to fall into patterns, just negatives and patterns, um, in these same cycles, thinking that if, if I try it again, but like a little different, that is going to end up with a different result. That is insanity. So don't do that. Try something new next time. Um, and so next we're going to look into some scripture and see um, what does the text say about people who are lost. Um, I'll just read it. My people were lost sheep. Their shepherds led them astray. They abandoned them in the mountains where they wandered aimless through the hills. They lost track of home, couldn't remember where they came from. Everyone who met them took advantage of them. Their enemies had no qualms. Fair game, they said. They walked out on God. They abandoned the true pasture, the hope of their parents. So this is Jeremiah. Um, and it is the message version. I like the mess. I like... I love the message version because I feel like sometimes it just like breaks it down into words that relate to us. It makes it a little easier for us to understand, um, but don't rely on it all the time, y'all, because sometimes it'd be saying some interesting things. And so what's, what's happening here, Jeremiah is a prophet, um, and in this passage, he's speaking on the coming destruction of Babylon. What? So Babylon is a city that is filled with pride and idolatry. They are doing everything the wrong way. Nothing the Lord has told them to do. They ain't even doing the opposite. They just like threw that out and just did something else completely. Um, and so looking at this passage, you see sheep. So we see um, that there are shepherds who are leading people astray. And we talked about the things that 
this on? Okay, here we go. So who are these shepherds? So we already said that distractions, I said social media, others, money, fear, all of these things can lead us astray. Um, even our relationships, our, sometimes even our families, um, and just sin in our own life can lead us astray. Um, yeah, and in that, we see sometimes that Satan will often take advantage of those areas that we are weak in, and he will play on those because those are places where you, that we have to be surrendering to God and, like, asking for strength and direction and guidance in that, but um, we've not reached a point in that where we're strong enough. And so he will definitely play into those things um, and will tempt us to go certain ways, but it's our heart's um, ultimate Ultimately, it's our heart's desires and the things that we want. And so we have to check our own hearts um, even in that. And so when I thought about all of this, I think about how, like, when I was a kid, my mom, they had rules because I need some sense. I need direction because I'm a child. And at home, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm good. I think I was really good. Um, I feel like my mom would agree. But sometimes if you saw me outside, with my friends, <laughs> the person you saw was not <laughs> who my mama raised. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I know some of us was outside acting up, not doing <laughs> things our parents told us to do, or not following that home training. And even in that, I was looking, like if my mom saw me, she would be like, I did not raise you this way, like you are out of order, okay? And even with God, like there's things that we know we are not supposed to be doing. And the Lord, he'd be like, I love you, but you are out of order. You are lost, just bring it back in, come back. And even on social media and Twitter, we see people who are pouring out themselves into things that God has not told them to do. They're just investing all their time into relationships or whatever to keep up with the hype on social media. They're putting their being into something that was never made um, for them. And then that they are showing where their hearts is and that is not in line with the Lord. <sighs> Can you move to the next one for me? And so if you relate to any of that um, and if that meant anything to you, I would just like, I ask myself like, Am I lost today? Like, in this season of life, am I seeking God's direction, instruction, and guidance? Or am I out here lost trying to figure it out on your own? And so this is for all of us. Like, if you're lost, um, we sh I'm going to admit that together. Um, but also, if you've ever been lost, um, just ask yourself. You don't have to expose yourself right now. But just, like, take a second. Like, am I lost right now, Lord? And if you're not lost right now, have I ever been lost? And if you found Jesus, been lost before, okay? All right. And so um, going back to Jeremiah, sorry, not going back, but I think I was thinking about that passage, and I, as I was reading it, um, I was, like, reminded of the Lord's grace and his grace in that um, I need to be found, you know, we sing Amazing Grace, I will not sing it. But I think of the line that says, um, dang, how I just forget? 
How sweet the sound, okay? That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm fine. Found, was blind, but um, now I see. It's amazing the things that God's grace can do. Um, we read the scriptures and it's through grace by faith that we've been saved. So the power of his grace is more than enough to not only take you out of being lost, but to bring you into this family and then offer you such a sweet gift of salvation. And that comes from just, just saying yes to him and just saying yes to the things that he's already offered to us. It's so amazing because it can take us out of a desolate situation um, and bring us into a completely new life. Um, he transforms our hearts, our lives, and our minds, and we're able to then walk freely in the gift that he's given us. And um, yeah, so this song along, I love this song, is a significant reminder that how at one point we were all lost. We were all desperate and in need of God. And every day we are still desperate and in need of God because there's areas in our hearts in our lives, if sanctification will never be completed until we reach heaven, that means every day there's spaces in our hearts where the Lord, um, ha he wants us to make a room for him so he can cleanse us out of that sin and move into our lives um, and provide us with instruction and direction and guidance on how to live that out. Um, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 is not on the screen, um, but... Um, yeah, God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So we've already acknowledged and established that there's areas where we're lost, that there's areas in our life where um, we're weak and we fall prey to sin um, and even the attacks of the enemy. But God says, even in our weaknesses, even in those areas, he will be made strong. Like, his power will be made strong there. So it's not even a fight that you're doing on your own. It's, it's really not with you at all. It's all God. And you just have to make the room in your heart um, to allow him to come in and do the work. Because ultimately, it's all him who does it. So we're going to read some more scripture and look at God's heart for the loss. Um, Luke 15, 1 through 7 says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I tell you, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And I love this because just from the beginning, we see God's heart for the lost. He wasn't sitting um, in a church with people who declare they're saved already, who've already placed their faith in him. He's sitting with people who are sinners, who don't even believe in God, who are um, living lives against him. 
and people and sinners. All these people were drawing near to him. Um, and he's just making it clear that for every person who was lost, there's room for you in this. And not only is there room for you, like he will leave all of them who already know him to come and get you because he wants you. And then that's not even the end of it. Once he gets you, heaven throws a party. Like y'all been to Barn Bash and Crew Formal, and y'all lit, y'all, y'all jumping and stuff, because that's what y'all jump. Um, and so it's like imagine just the heaven, the angels in heaven just having a big party just for you because you've come into this family. That's just amazing. Like, he threw a party for me when I said yes? Like, I know they was lit, because I was lit. <laughs> he rejoices over us coming home, over us being a part of this family. And I usually that plays out, because when people come to Christ, they're usually, like, excited. We be excited, like, yes, one more person. But, like, God is literally rejoicing. Like, the angels are singing a song that got your name in it just because you said yes. <laughs> I want a song with my name in it. <laughs> Facts. All right, so let's, let's if, if this wasn't enough to prove it to you, I got some more. Let's hop to the next one. Luke 15, 8 through 10 says, or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light up, light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So again, we're able to clearly see um, how much God cares and how diligent he is in pursuing those who are not already in um, this family. Um, so how many times, that's not a good question, have you ever lost something? Yes. I know when I lose stuff, I get, I get very agitated. And I get even more agitated because sometimes rather than helping me, there's people who just suggest where I should look. Um, and I don't know if that sets you off, but it irks my nerves. I'd be like, don't tell me another place to look if you ain't looking, okay? Just <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> it's just me. But then, like, when you find it after you've looked so hard, how do you feel? It's fun to talk back, right? Just, <laughs> come on. You feel like so good. You be like, yes, y'all, I found it. And you be like, guess where it was? In the couch. <laughs> it's <something> real dumb. <laughs> but we get so excited to find those lost items, those lost treasure, treasures. It's like a sweet gift to myself that I looked real hard for. But it's like, I think about that and I think about, I think about you. I think about the people we get to share our faith with. I think about those we interact with when we go on missions and we do outreaches. The people that we pray for that we've never met. How we want us who are part of this family. How we want those people who may not know Christ, who've never accepted him into his heart. How we just want them to know God. 
But above that, God wants them to know him too because he created us to know him. Um, Y'all know the KGP, that's number one. He created us to know him because he loves us that much. And so not only do we see the heart for the loss, but again, we see God's diligence and persistence um, for being connected with the loss. He pursues them consistently. The only difference is that you aren't like you're lost in you, but God knows where you are. He's watching you. He is still with you. He still loves you. He still cares about you because there's there's no sin too great that he won't deliver you. And there's nothing you can do. If you've been a part of this family and you've kind of walked away a little bit, there's nothing you can do to remove him from you. You cannot hide um, from God because all he really wants is still for you to come home. And so even there's more in Luke. You should check it out um, where he talks about uh, the prodigal son. And I hope you all know that story. I'm not going to share it. But still, it's another example of we can know we can live outside of it for however long. But the minute we decide that life is better with Christ and we call on him, immediately we will be saved and we will be restored and he will forgive us. So let's move on to the last slide. Jesus came specifically for the lost. Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So if you didn't believe me, the Bible said it specifically. So you don't have to take my word for it. Believe the Bible, okay? So don't ever think that you are too far gone, that you've done so many things wrong, that you've sinned so much where you cannot come back. Um, every week, you guys come to crew. Some of us come to impact. We go to our groups, um, community group, and our Bible studies. And we, com- we meet with these people to talk about Jesus. Um, sometimes we get lunch and we, you know, share the gospel some more. We do outreaches. Um, and you hear, you hear this um, Yeah, you've heard us share ways about how we share our faith. You've seen people who are going on missions and taking that gospel around the world. You've been a part of outreaches on campus, um, and you've watched some of your peers grow in their own faith, in their own walk. Um, And so you've, you've been given the word. And if you haven't made that choice, to choose Christ, to choose God, um, to be a part of this family. I would strongly encourage you to think about that today. You guys know the little text link. There is a, I think it's E. You send, if you accept Christ, I don't, I don't know if there's one for people I need to know more. Uh, just text it. Look, we want you, okay? <laughs> we here. <laughs> you have leaders here. Like, y'all see, you know my face now. Um, so, like, you can always talk to us. Reach out to your leaders. Um, even if you have a friend and you know they, they love the Lord, talk to them. They want to share the gospel with you. I'm sure they'd be more than willing to answer any of the questions that you have. Um, And even if they can't answer it, I will speak on behalf of them and say that they will direct you to someone who can, because I believe that they will. And this is why um, 
we all do what we do. We love people and we do all these things, um, not because they're just things we do, but it, it's, because, it's a way for us to reach those who've yet to say yes to Christ, who've yet to agree and receive him into their hearts and make a decision for themselves. So I know you guys have probably heard this a million times, um, that tomorrow is not promised because it's not. And that's the Bible too. But we have this moment right now together in this place, um, yeah, to choose God and to come home like the prodigal son. And so if everyone will do me a solid, just close your eyes. Close your eyes for me. I see you if you did it. And so all, I'm going to ask you some questions and just raise your hand. If you've ever um, been lost or you're lost now, can you raise your hand for me? Yeah, I see you guys. And if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, can you keep your hand raised or raise it? Yeah. And if you are lost right now, but you know Jesus, and you're like, I I've already made my commitment to him, but I haven't been living right, and you want to recommit or rededicate your life back to his will and his direction, can you raise your hand for me? All right. And so everyone, repeat with me together. Um, Lord, I am lost. I have been living a life apart from you. Trying to make things work on my own. I have been taken advantage of by others. I have chose to live a life apart from you. But today, I choose you. I come back home and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. You have forgiven my sins and you are making me new. Amen. So, I saw you guys. I did. Um, and that was the first step. Now I'm going to put it into your hands to seek out um, the leaders, your friends, even me. I'll be here a little bit. Um, and if you want to know, now, what does this look like moving forward? And this is where all the community comes in because now we have a responsibility to take what we know in our guidance and what we've learned through Scripture and what God has taught us and walk that out with other people and disciple or share um, and be transparent and vulnerable about the ways God has delivered us from our sinful lives and our own mess. And that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you for listening and responding to me.